0: Dear friends in Christ, when we look at the, the theme for today and the, the words of our Lord, we knew that, that uh, as Pastor Kurt said, the time was getting short for Jesus to be here on this earth, and he wanted to spend these last moments with his disciples and to share with them words of advice that would help them to be able to continue on even after he had gone back to heaven. He says to them to give that direction that indeed I chose you and appointed you that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. He chose us. Those words that the the quartet shared reminds us that we did not choose God, but he comes and he chooses us. In Jesus' day, rabbis chose the best of the best to be their disciples. To be chosen to be a follower of a rabbi was a great honor. But to live a life that is worthy to be a follower of a rabbi, those, those followers walked in the footsteps of the rabbi, learning what they did and what they How they acted and followed in their footsteps in that way. And in that sense, we too are called by Christ to walk in his footsteps. And that leads us to the secret, I believe, of bearing fruit for Christ. The secret of producing fruit in our own souls, in our family in our finances, in our character. The list can go on and on. The secret to bearing fruit in all those ways is recorded in the seventh verse of this chapter, and it really is three words. Abiding in Jesus. To become more and more like him. Walking, in other words, in his footsteps. Abiding That that important word is mentioned six times in this text. Abiding is to remain in Jesus, to be connected to him, no matter what happens. And so a good question, I think, to ask ourselves today is, are we experiencing spiritual fatigue, or are we experiencing spiritual fruitfulness in our walk with Jesus? You see, bearing fruit is not to be some kind of obligation or duty that we just just push ourselves to do. As we simply follow the footsteps of Jesus, we become more and more like him and are thrilled with joy to produce fruit for his kingdom. We don't need any more motivation than that, do we? When we're close to Jesus. Just like You as husbands and wives, you're happy to do things for each other. You don't have to be motivated and and begged to do something. If you love the other person, you just do it. And so in our relationship with Jesus. Reading and meditating on God's word helps us more and more to be like him. A few years ago, I decided to read through the Gospels uh, by just reading the letters or the words in red some of you have bibles where the letters of christ are in red and i read just those red letters or words and and by doing that it just helped me feel a little closer to the one i follow each day as i looked at his words again so when we become closer you see to jesus witnessing and worship and praying and reading god's word they're not something that that is a duty or or a chore but it's just something we do as a follower of Jesus I was talking to my dad in Seattle this last week and I found out that last weekend they were without electricity for three days completely there had been a, a terrible windstorm and a lot of the Trees had fallen over power lines, and and even over Interstate 5 out there was blocked completely by a big tree. It's not easy in that area when electricity goes out because there's so many uh, uh, hills and so on. Last Sunday, they, they even had their service in the church they go to without any electricity at all. But they gathered together, they said, and they worshiped. And I was thinking of that. Whenever the lights go out, we think again of the fact that we are really, uh, or how, how easy it is, I should say, to be disconnected from the main transformer. There's really nothing we can do when it happens. Even with all the technology of our day, there's nothing we can do until the guys are out there working on the lines and they finally repair them and reconnect us uh, to to electricity. And I was thinking of that in a masterful way. Our Lord Jesus uses that type of image in these verses in chapter 15 to help us understand how, how helpless we are when we're not connected to Jesus. He says, without me you can do nothing. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Well, we, we can try on our own, can't we? For a while, we can we can get by, but pretty soon we just wear out. We can get the flashlight out when the lights go out, but after so many hours, the battery batteries lose their power. It's the same thing in the Christian life. We need to be connected to the power source. I'm told that in London there is a grapevine, which they say is about a thousand years old. This grapevine has one root that is at least two feet thick. And some of the branches are 200 feet long. And despite its age, this vine produces several tons of grapes every year. Although some of the branches are, are that long, 200 feet long, they still bear sweet and delicious fruit because they're connected you see way back there to the vine even if they're 200 feet away they're still connected to that vine life you see flows from that single root and throughout the vine bringing nourishment and strength to each one of the branches. Now, Jesus, I believe, is a model of that kind of connection. Even in his own ministry, he he modeled that for us. The secret of his ability, you see, to continue serving his father was to be in constant contact with him. Again and again, we read in the Gospels how he withdrew to a solitary place to speak to his father in prayer and was reconnected to the power that he needed, too, to continue on with his ministry. Well, do you feel connected to your spiritual power source today? Have you prayed for more power, but you still feel kind of weak in your spiritual walk? Well, we must remember that growth and abiding is a process. Growth does not take place instantly. You see, the verb abide is in the present tense. It suggests a continuous, slow process. It requires, for a plant, continuous feeding and watering and and abiding in the vine. And so in our Christian life, it's the same way. It's a continuing process. So you may not feel like overnight... You've received some power you've asked for, but be patient. God is working, and allow his spirit to work in you as you pray and read his word. Remember, all the things we've been talking about these last weeks are necessary for fruit to appear. Just like a plant, we need deep roots, as it says up on the slide, for our spiritual lives to be nourished. And to be able to stand tall against the storms of life. We talked about that uh, several weeks ago now. How important roots are to a plant and how important roots are for the Christian faith. We need to grow and mature. Grow strong, as it says there. As a plant needs to grow strong and, and become mature. If the right amount of nourishment is to come through the vine to the branches And to the fruit. And last week we heard how important it is for the plant at times to some to sometimes be pruned, so that the fruit will appear then finally at the right time in the right amount. And that holds true for our spiritual walk as well. So, when you look at a plant, our conclusion is this. If there's no fruit on the plant, what's our conclusion? There's no connection, right, to the, to the, uh, the vine itself. If there's a little bit of fruit, it probably needs pruning. It, it really needs pruning, as we heard last week. If there is a lot of fruit, then we know the branches holding that fruit are healthy as well. And for the plant to produce more fruit... It needs to continue to grow and to grow and to grow. That's the way it is in our Christian life too, isn't it? Some of you have been wondering, I'm sure, exactly, what is this fruit that we're talking about today? Some uh, have thought that this fruit is simply to have an obedient spirit when God calls you to do something you obey. And and yes, those who love Christ will obey his commands. Others have thought that this fruit that Jesus is talking about is really a call for Christians to reproduce other Christians. And yes, one of the signs of the Christian life is that we as Christians desire to reproduce ourselves, to call others to the faith. Others thought that this fruit that that Jesus is talking about is the fruit of the Spirit. Love and joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. If we produce this type of fruit and exhibit these kind of characteristics, then we're doing what God has called us to do. Well, what's the correct answer of all these things? Well, in Matthew, Jesus says, by your fruits, by your fruits, you will know them. So what is this fruit in the believer's life? It's all of the above. It's all of the above. It's everything. Those who are Christ's branches, and I hope that's everyone here, we will all want to produce more and more of all of these kind of fruits for the sake of the growth of the kingdom of God. Not just in one area of our life, but everything that God calls us to do. And so, if we're close to Jesus, if we're walking in his footsteps, these fruits will appear, not in our own power, but as a natural outcome of knowing what Christ Wants when we're close to somebody, we know what that person desires for their life and for us. And it's the same way in our relationship with Jesus. If we're close to to him, we know what he wants us to do. Jesus is present again, today, right now, through the word and through the sacrament to nourish our lives in him, to draw us closer to him. May you experience that that power again today and be able to bear more and more fruit for the kingdom of God. Amen.